0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash specialoffer. All lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. One hit thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the dutchie. make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. Welcome to In the Key of Change Chats. Today's chat is with Chase Atlantic from Vans Warp Tour. Let's give it a listen because it's time for a change. This is Jackie and I'm here with Chase Atlantic. We are on my very last stop at Warp Tour. You guys are coming up on the very end. More importantly, coming up on a day off. What keeps you going on these like, no, you don't even have a day off? we no day
1: offs. No, no, no. We're no, going no, straight no, to Chicago for Lord's loser. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. So yeah, you guys are kind of like festival experts i feel at this point mm-hmm. between bonnaroo and firefly I feel, like, yeah. I feel
1: like this festival has made us festival experts yeah. we yeah. we started festivals two months ago and we've probably done a million since then
0: <laughs> I, well i mean you've Close you've played all the really big ones this year and you're about to play Lollap- i feel like that checks off like every yeah, festival
1: like, pretty last. much we
2: just have to do um coachella, coachella and, and tomorrowland burning man
0: okay great so, so you have goals for next year. That's, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. How do you go about choosing your set list for a festival like Warp Tour versus Lollapalooza? Is it different or is Warped. it the same?
1: Warp Tour is 25 minutes. It's short, so yeah. it's short and it's a lot heavier. We go a lot harder with the sets. Yeah, You have to kind of gauge the situation,
2: the environment that you're in. And then you can kind of select what you think will work. Like we had a few different songs at the beginning of the tour and we kind of switched it up and found out what works the best. Hmm.
3: Target audience. I mean, if people are going to Warp Tour, they obviously want more fast paced, heavier stuff. Whereas if you're playing later at a festival, you can have more relaxed songs, kind yeah. of. have a little, If you have more time, you can kind of get, bring them
2: through the emotions.
3: Yeah, it's just
2: like 25 minutes. Like, here's everything good we so got. So just
3: hit them with it. Yeah. Hit them
2: with it. it, with
0: it. I was going to say, as I've, I've seen your lives that you do, you just pack it on. Yeah. You know, tons of energy. How has Warp Tour prepared you for Lollapalooza and the rest of the year?
1: Warp Tour is like so hands-on. It, we are, we're loading at the trucks at 7 a.m. every morning. We're putting out our own posters. We're hustling. It's in the heat. I don't think it can get much hotter than this. Um, there's no stage production. We've learned, to put, we've learned to have to be entertaining for once on stage. Yeah. No, no lights. Check. No lights.
3: <laughs> no sound check. It's yeah. all you have. 15-minute changeovers instead of 45 to So I hour. feel
2: like this tour has prepared us for anything that life throws at us.
3: <laughs>
1: we're, doing, we're doing the worst of the, the hard work now. So everything should be easier from yeah. here on.
0: That's the goal, right? <laughs> I hope, I hope so. Too. We're
1: doing something wrong.
0: <laughs> I think it'll be easier. You guys recently released Tidal Wave. How is that an evolution from metal about?
2: Oh, I mean, it's a fair... It's a same We <laughs> just copied the, the formula. No, so it's been, it's been a few years. It's been between the two songs. So um, we kind of just... We had like a little new wave of ideas coming in. It's funny that I say wave. Tidal Wave. Coming in <laughs> like uh, at the very beginning of this year. And we kind of just sat in the studio. We had like a week off or something. And we came up with a f- few songs and Tyler one of those songs. And we thought it would be a good song to kind of introduce the fans to while like kind of transitioning. Because we're always working on our sound consistently. So we kind of want to transition but give them something that was still Chase Atlantic-y but a little bit new school. You know what I mean? It was, so, um,
1: it was something that we could only release too at the time because of business uh, ventures. And it was just something for the fans that they they knew about us. And I felt like it was very Chase atlantic
0: Music singles are important, but so are just like, what's your favorite song in the album that you might not release as a single, but it's kind of your personal favorite? I mean,
2: we're probably not going to re- release any of the songs from the album as a single. We re- we're like constantly working on new music. Um, we have a student and our boss. So we've made a few new songs on this tour, even when we found the time, which is pretty difficult. But um, yeah, we're constantly just making music. There like a
3: good sneaky way to get maybe an
1: insight on what are any you new about song. The new uh, The new. nothing? all of them <laughs> yeah we work on
2: a lot of music so we're not gonna we probably won't revisit old stuff like we're just gonna release new shit yeah.
0: well speaking of releasing new music what role does do music streaming sites like Spotify have when you're thinking about putting out new music especially if you're not going to put it out as an entire album I they, mean when it,
1: not...
3: when it comes to the songwriting aspect that doesn't I don't really believe that Spotify or any of that goes into it but uh, certainly afterwards I mean yeah the impact that these streaming social medias have had to especially us you know it's like it's the most important thing, most in our important thing. like we definitely
2: when we're making music we just make whatever we want to make and then we kind of curate what we think is the best of of those creations yeah. and then we'll once we release it like we'll just gauge the audiences what their favorite because it, it always changes like when you first release an album the most popular song will be different to what the most popular song is now yeah so it's always definitely. always evolving changing so you just kind of judge based of what it how it's doing at the time.
3: I think if you go into it as well, trying to focus on specific markets, yeah. like a Spotify market, it just won't be organic. Yeah. So you
1: just have to be no easy point. with it. I feel like one good thing about Spotify, which is, couldn't also be a bad thing, but good for reading analytics, is Spotify has pretty fast turnaround play counts. You can't see play counts on, on the Apple side of things. And I'm not dissing Apple. I'm, I'm a massive fan of Apple Music. Yeah. I have my subscription. Uh, Me too. But uh, I like being able to see how our music is doing. Yeah. And how other people can see how it's doing as well, yeah. if it's going well. If, if it's going bad, I don't want them to see. It.
0: <laughs> Is there a way that you can see a correlation between music streams and ticket sales? Um, it's 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 closely okay. related, Definitely. but it's also
2: very it's also very different. Like a lot of people that are digesting music don't necessarily go to a lot of festivals, and so I feel like the, the audiences that we're seeing at festivals are like a whole different side of the audiences that are listening to our music. Yeah because like you meet these people and you see them consistently over and over again and then the people that are on the internet like they don't see in real life they're still like it's like two different worlds you know what I mean but they all kind of meet in the middle at some point
0: and so you've got the finishing up Warped Tour Lollapalooza and then I think you have a European tour coming up yes yes
1: correct and a couple mm. of European festivals yes yes we're doing Park our first Park. UK appearance Park.
0: Park. So lots of festivals, perhaps new music in the future. Stay tuned for much more from Chase Atlantic. This is Jackie. Thanks to Chorus FM and In the Key of Change. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce.
3: And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB.